0: Good morning. I want to welcome you to First Baptist Sandy Springs. It's a beautiful, beautiful day outside, and we're supposed to have seven days without rain coming up. Thank you, Lord. All righty. We're here this morning to worship the Lord, so I would ask you to stand. For those of you who uh, can stand, or if you don't want to stand, you remain seated, but we're going to start singing together. All righty, with the praise team. Here we go. A reminder on Wednesday night the 27th we'll have Wednesday night supper and we would love for you to join with us on that time at 6 o'clock we move it up 30 minutes and have our prayer time and Bible study as well on Wednesday nights and speaking of Bible study you're all invited to Sunday school uh, there's a class for you uh, I've started a class we meet on the first le- level if you go down those stairs it's the first room on the left and this class is only for people not involved in Sunday school don't want to steal you from your class but if you're not involved in a class we would love to have you. There's also another class on the first level, and Sonia does a great job on the first, on the, this top level uh, in the fellowship hall. So, invite you to any of those classes. Um, also, I found out this week Arlington is going to have an Easter sunrise service this year. They didn't do it last year, but they are going to do it this year. And if the weather cooperates, they'll do it at the grotto. Um, And so that'll be the first time in quite a while that that will have happened. I'm doing the service this year. It'll be on Easter Sunday morning at 6.30. So if that's part of your tradition, go ahead and put that in your calendars for this year. Several friends to pray for. We're glad H.V. Dre is improving and here today. Uh, We encourage you to continue to remember a fifth grader named Jake, a a classmate of Lucas Robson and Jake has leukemia. Job Kitchell's sister, Ann McConaughey, a lot of health issues going on, heart problems, so please remember Anne. Uh, Gary McIntyre, Frank's son-in-law needs your prayers with a job situation. We're glad Sandra and Dick are here. We've been praying for Sandra maybe Moultz for a while and we're thankful for answered prayer. Um, Connie Roberts family, Connie went to heaven and the family did a great job celebrating her life yesterday a lot of flowers in the church given by the family in honor of Connie. And so uh, they wanted to share that with you. And if you would like to share that with others after church today, after worship, if you would like to take any of these flowers and share them with a loved one, please do so as we continue to to remember Connie. Uh, We want you to please remember Captain Matt Savage. We've been praying for Matt since the 4th of July when he was in a motorcycle wreck. He's been at the Shepherd Center here in Atlanta now for seven months at least. This Wednesday he will fly to Tampa. There's a military facility in Tampa where Matt will uh, be convalescing over the next several weeks and months trying to get towards a life of normalcy. Uh, And so our big prayer for Matt is that in this journey there's some good Christian examples and encouragers for him down there as they minister to the physical. We pray for the ministry to the spiritual as well. So please remember Captain... Uh, matt savage a few others to remember liz taylor and barley sister continues to need your prayers dealing with her leukemia there's a count that needs to go up steve weldon back on our list a nephew of hv and joyce's uh, had a brain tumor and it is growing back Um, tom robinson who was in this church for many years uh, tom has leukemia so I encourage you to remember uh, his family. Harry Angevin had a knee replaced and he's recovering from knee replacement surgery. Uh, Sharon Ryan is a friend of Wendy McGee's. Uh, Sharon, uh, a lot of health issues, she's in Texas. Wanda Shivers, a cousin of mine in, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee with diverticulitis. A lot of you know Wanda in the hospital this week. They'll make some decisions tomorrow. Uh, Allison Barnwell is Pam Jordan's cousin's daughter. Uh, out in Austin, Texas, and Allison has cancer. Uh, Second bout with it, she's only 40. So please remember Allison Barnwell. And then also I was given a note this morning if we would pray for Sid Manley. He's in the hospital in Anderson, South Carolina with heart problems. Um, friend, Friend of Sandra Kendrick who works with Morris Moore. So Sid Manley. We'll have all of these names updated on our prayer list for this Wednesday night. Um, and so you can join us then and we'll talk more about these. Uh, I was told, I made a request last week about our daughter Ellen Hagen's and the baby and Jeannie said I made it sound like something was wrong. There's nothing wrong, it's just pregnancy sickness and to a man it sounds horrible and so I think I made it worse than it is Ellen's okay, the baby's okay, everybody's okay. Did I say it correctly this time? All right, wanted you to know that. Let's pray together. Lord, we go the gamut from new births to those that leave this world and head for the next. Which is better? I imagine those that leave this world and go to the next. Father, thank you for heaven. And we'll celebrate that today. We pray for Liz and Steve and Tom and Harry. For Sharon and Wanda and Allison and Sid For HV and Jake and Ann and Gary and Sandra and Matt, as we mentioned these names, you know all about them. While we focus on physical, we pray for their spiritual needs. Father, thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for answered prayer in this room. And Father, we pray this day that you would not only meet our needs, but you would surpass them. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Some of you may recognize this young lady. She's been with us before to sing for us. This is Elizabeth Kittle. She's a member of the Orbit. She's a junior in high school this year. And she's very interested in working with children in the future. This is a very fine Christian young lady. Her parents <laughs> are with us this morning. Her mom, her dad, her brother, and her grandparents are with us this morning. So we're happy to have them here. And so, Elizabeth... You say horse.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: yourself away 99 And I couldn't earn it I don't deserve it Still you give Yourself away Oh the
0: Today's Kay Hall's birthday also, by the way. So happy birthday, Kay. Thank you. If you have lived in a different region of the country of ours, you've heard people pronounce the same word in different ways. Jeannie and I have lived in Georgia, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Indiana in our 34 years, 10 months, and three days as bride and groom. Did you know today was? You didn't know that. Okay, it is. So here's a list that she and I thought about where we have lived. The top word is, you don't even know, come on now. But how could could you also say that? Roof. I have friends that say roof. They're wrong, but it's roof. (laughs) Maybe they're right, I don't know. The next one is really interesting in Indiana. Here, this is a? Do you know what that is in Indiana? It's a boosh. A boosh. They make the U go long. In Mississippi where we live, they add a few syllables. It's a boosh. I mean, they they add things to it. But number four is a, or a, like you have in your neck, a crick. Had somebody want me to meet him at the crick, I had no idea where I was supposed to go. Jeannie came up with this one. This is, and I'm not even going to try it because I might say it wrongly. This is pajamas. Is that correct? Pajamas. We have a marriage situation on the front. Second pew there, it's, they, they differ on that. Next to last we have. Okay, either, either, I don't know. You say tomato, I say tomato, you say, I say potato. So today we continue in our study of the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew 6 and in Luke 11. And we see here, depending on our tradition or where we were raised, we come to a different way of saying things. If you recite the Lord's Prayer from memory with a group of people outside your local church, when you get to the, everything is well until you get to the fourth line. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then we get to the fourth line, forgive us our... We say different things. We say trespasses, we say debts, others say sin. So which word is right? Well, here's several scriptures from different translations, New Revised Standard Version, New King James Version, New Living Translation, and just look at Luke eleven four, 4. Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And then in the next version, Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Do not lead us into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. And new living, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sins against us. Don't let us yield into temptation. Then we get to Matthew. And in Matthew, we see in the New Revised, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And then after the Matthew prayer, Jesus does a little postscript about this forgiveness stuff. And he says this, For if you forgive others their trespasses your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And the new, um, but if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. In the new King James to verse 12, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then the commentary afterwards, for if you forgive men's their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Then in the new living, we get to um, verse 12, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And then we get to verses 14 and 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So in those three translations, all the words are there. Trespasses, debts, and sin. We all know what it means. We all understand that it's talking about sin whether it's a trespass going somewhere we shouldn't go, or it's a debt that we owe God because we've not met his standards, so we'll just call it sin. We know what it is. We try to overcome it. We struggle with it all of our days. Romans 3:23 tells us this. For all of us here, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's us. I won't dwell here. We're all sinners. We all know it. We're all in the same boat, and we all need forgiveness. If sin is the problem, forgiveness is the provision. And that's the good news here. I'm not going to focus on the sin. I'm going to focus on the forgiveness because this is great, great news. Forgiveness is God passing by our sin. Forgiveness is God wiping our sin off the record. Forgiveness is God setting us free from punishment and guilt. Look at these beautiful words from the Old Testament from Micah. Chapter 7, verses 18 and 19. Where is another God like you who pardons the guilt of the remnant? Overlooking the sins of his special people, you will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You'll trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. I like that. That is good news. The depths of the ocean. If you want to get rid of something, that's a good place to throw it. I love the promise of Psalm 103, verse 12. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. So the Bible promises us forgiveness, but let me tell you, there are some conditions. We have to seek that. We have to get right with God. Uh, so let me get to some conditions. Here they are. Number one, acknowledge your sin. We all have to acknowledge our sin. First John chapter 1, verse 8 says this. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not within us. It's repeated in verse 10. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is is not in us so we have to acknowledge our sin Uh, there are people in our world today that are unforgiven because they haven't acknowledged their sin and many don't even believe that sin is a problem some say we live in a world of mistakers have you seen people do something just boneheaded and they get on television and they say you know i made a mistake no you did more than that you did more than that Some people, though, want us to live in a world of mistakers and not a world of sinners because in a world of sinners, we need a Savior. So it's more than mistakes because if it was just mistakes, God would not have had to send his Son to die for us. We live in a world of sinners, and we need a Savior. We need to acknowledge that. We can't do it on our own. There's an interesting line in Proverbs about this point about people making no big deal of sin. Look at this, Proverbs 30, 20. This is the way of an adulteress. She eats, she wipes her mouth, and she says, I've done nothing wrong. Now, that's interesting because that is written 3,000 years ago when it was a bigger deal than it is today. But we live in a world today that says, you know, I've done nothing wrong. Man's decided to call sin other things. To some, people don't lie. That's a sin. Let's not talk about lying. They just have a credibility issue. Are they misspoke? Have you heard that? I misspoke. What does that mean? I misspoke. It means you're on television. That's what it means. <laughs> People aren't cheaters in business; they're shrewd. Oh, that was shrewd when they just cheated me out of this. People don't commit sexual sins. It's two consenting adults. It's not embezzling. It's creative accounting that I was caught doing. That does not help us. Second Corinthians five ten says this. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will either receive whatever we will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. So we must acknowledge our sin. Condition two it's like one, but let me go here. We have to admit fault with our sin. It's my fault. It's my bad. I did it. I own up to it. The remedy for sin is not a good lawyer to get us out. We must all admit that we're sinners and it's our fault. I'm sure you recognize these words. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you can say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. Do you understand these rights? You heard that? You know that? I hope you know it from television. I really hope that's where you know it from. Um, This is the Miranda warning. When it comes to our sin and our lives, we have no right to remain silent, none whatsoever. We have to come to God, and we have to come clean, and we have to confess. 1 John 1, 9 puts it this way. If we confess our sin, that's the hard thing to do, but if we do it, look what it says. He who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all of it. So conditions one and two are acknowledge our sin, admit fault with our sin. And step three seems like it would be the easiest step, but it's very hard. We must, as Christian people, accept the forgiveness of our sin. Accept the forgiveness of your sin. Back to 1 John nine, If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God makes us this promise. Jesus gave his life for this. And we must do our part, confess, and he'll do his. Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever confessed sin, sought forgiveness, prayed about it, and when it was over, still felt that, well, you didn't feel forgiven? Has that happened to you? You didn't feel forgiven. You've you've dealt with it. You've told God. You've read what it says. And you just still felt, you know, gosh, I think we've all felt that way. If that has ever happened to you, you should write this down. This is good stuff. And it's on the way to the screen right now. Your forgiveness does not depend on your feelings. Your, your forgiveness depends on his faithfulness that is true it does not matter how you feel it matters what God says and so if there's something you did in the 70s or 60s or 80s or 90s or whatever it was and you've dealt with it get over it because God has he has promised He'll get rid of it as far as the east is from the west. He has promised he will throw it in the depths of the ocean. So if you're beating yourself up, stop it. It doesn't have anything to do with your feelings. It has to do with his faithful. So we acknowledge our sin. We admit fault with our sin. We accept the forgiveness of our sin. And there's one more condition that we see in the Lord's prayer that maybe we wish he'd have left out. We have to forgive others. We have to forgive others. Matthew 6, 12, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Oh, that one's hard. That one is difficult. And there are several biblical stories we could look out today, especially the man who had the great debt and couldn't pay it and was forgiven and went and through his neighborhood who owed him a measly sum In jail that comes to mind but let's do it this way suppose I form two lines this morning one line at this door and one line at that door and the line over here is for people who want forgiveness you want forgiveness you go to this door and this door over here is for the people that want to give forgiveness they want to forgive somebody so get forgiven by God over there Forgive somebody that messed you over over here. Which line's going to be longer? Don't you think we're going to go over here? God, forgive me. This isn't real popular over here. Forgiving other people. We need to know this. Before we can ever get to line two, we've got to go through line one. We are never going to forgive anybody until we receive the forgiveness of Christ. And once we received His forgiveness, and only then will we ever be even close to be able to get over in line number two. When you receive God's forgiveness, you learn about a love and a grace that are overwhelming. You're declared not guilty, you're, de- you're declared innocent, and only that joy and that truth will help us to be able to begin to forgive other people. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. I do know this. When you forgive, you in no way change the past. But you sure do change the future. And God will let you be free. So you want it, accept it, enjoy it, revel in it, but then give it. Let's pray together. Lord, no matter what region of the country we are from, no matter how we say words, we've heard your truth today from your word. We all are sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God, and we all need a Savior. Lord, it is my prayer that today all of us have accepted you as our Savior, each of us in this room, because without that, we are in trouble. And we all want forgiveness. We all want that to be thrown away to the depths of the ocean as far as the east is from the west. We need that. But then too, Father, we need to forgive. Some things perhaps we've held on to. Something we're in the middle of now. And maybe we're waiting to be asked to forgive and it doesn't say that. Help us to have that spirit that Christ had. That as they were driving nails, he forgave them. Because they didn't know what they were doing. So Father, Father, make us people of love and of grace and people of prayer. Father, thank you for the gift of this day. In Jesus' name, amen.